This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome into The Odds Couple. Welcome to your weekend. Time for another edition with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. We are presented, as always, by PropSwap here on the ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. And we've got week two in the NFL. Two weeks of football, if you count that first week of uh, the college season. And Mike and I are combined 8-5 and against the number so far. We'll take 61.5% all year. Hopefully we can do that and deliver that to you. But it was a great weekend of football uh, we've already got week two underway, Mike, with a, you know, not a great matchup maybe on paper, but it turned out to be a, a pretty compelling game last night going all the way down to the end and Washington winning with a game-winning kick. But another dog covered. The dogs so far are 13-4 and four against the spread. They are barking to start the season, Mike. Yeah, Carm, great week last week as the odds couple have another winning week. Uh, uh, I love the Giants' offense, how they use uh, Danny Jones last night. He ran for like nine yards a carry. That's how I wanted Mitch to be used, uh, to be honest with you. When I The fake to the handoff, they never did enough of it. Uh, I would have loved to have seen that. Hopefully they'll do that with, with Fields. I don't think you can do that with Dalton. I enjoyed the game. Uh, New York shot themselves in the foot numerous times. That being said, I got off to a good start with the Giants and the points yesterday. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, a lot of people love what the uh, Washingtons do. It was sort of one of them games. I'm glad Chico won. Uh, but uh, the Giants uh, once again shoot themselves in the foot, mm-hmm. and they've been 0-2 eight of the first eight of the last nine years oh. to start the season. So that's not a good thing. As far as we're concerned, uh, you go two and one. I go two and three. And I'll, I'll give you what's funny is the uh, the two games that I did win were two of the biggest upsets of the weekend. That's right. both Arkansas <laughs> over Texas, and then I think I was alone. I asked somebody if they wanted to dance, and I turned around, there was nobody there. Uh, I had New Orleans, and uh, I, I, I'm in a pool. Carmen and I are in a pool. All young guys, Carmen. Carmen used to paint houses and listen to That's me. That's right. Uh, you know, <laughs> Alex Quigley used to produce me, Alex, and Sam Pajanovich used to tug at my uh, pant cuffs when I was with his dad when he was a young guy. They're all out to get me, and I'm going to tell you straight up, the media pool Okay, I went two and three. That's a vast improvement from last year when I started out zero and nine. I'm coming after all of you. All right, all of you. And I know you love me. You're I know the one you I'm scared of me. most. I'm scared of you most. Of I'm this coming pool. because I'm already better than I was last year. But it's going to be a fun pool. We'll talk about it during the year, Carmen. It was yes. good to see you in there. Uh, people that are crying about prize money. I just want the first prize <laughs> prize money. I could care less about the rest. Now, give me a gift certificate somewhere uh, to eat or something yeah. like that. It's like I don't, I don't care so much about like just getting my money back by finishing in fourth. You know, like yeah, we're, come on, we're get all for number one. Typical radio guys. Uh, yeah. is good as they are and they're all talented guys and and this i'll give you another thing i went two and three in that pool i should have gone three and two but what happens is the pool set already at the lines i won detroit uh individually in a you know i didn't bet every game i mean i bet the uh i, I went two and three on picks right. but i also won with detroit i won over the bears with four uh 46 i won cincinnati bottom line but detroit in the pool was plus seven and a half right because the, it's we used the closing right. line on thursday but by right. but by kick on sunday yeah uh yeah it, it was, was like eight nine, and a half, eight, yeah, eight and a half nine that's right i covered yeah. the game yep. individually but i lose in the pool but yeah. it's a lot of fun we're gonna have a good time yeah 
it's going to be fun. I'm glad we're doing that. Uh, yep. I'm glad Joe and those guys and Sam put that. Uh, Sam Pennyanovich put it together because that Chicago again, media pool will be fun. Once again, I'm coming after you. Yeah, we're everybody's gunning for each Let's other. Let's go. I, I like. I know that. I like the competition. I'm Gary Cooper in the, high noon. Going, is anybody going to help me? You no. were, you were right on Bears uh, over the total. Mike and I yeah. didn't have a side on the Bears last no. week. Neither one of us had a very good feeling about the game. It kind of played out the way we thought. You know, I don't gamble on the Bears very often because I think it. we are pretty emotionally attached. And sure. it's sometimes a little bit hard to separate the emotion from things and just look at it totally objectively. You know, while I don't love what the Bears are doing, and they, they did not play well on uh, no. Sunday night, this does seem like a better spot for them. And when you start looking for value, Mike, and we talk about this all the time, I mean, you 10 days ago, this this is a five-and-a-half-point spread. I mean, the look-ahead lines over the summer had the Bears as about a five-and-a-half-point favorite in this spot. And we know week two in the NFL is always a great overreaction week. So, so to see the Bears, you know, the line open at three, get bet all the way down to one, mm-hmm. to bet a little, some money on the Bears came in overnight, and it's back out to about two. You know, you are getting about more than a field goal value where you could have had this just 10 days ago. So it does seem like a better spot if people want to take the Bears minus the two this weekend. Now, would you take... Uh... A thousand dollars and put it on the Bears in this game? No, no, me neither. And, and I'll tell you why: because their quarterback's better than our quarterback. Number one. Yeah, I think that's true. Our playmakers aren't getting the job done on either end of the uh, of the football. Uh, I don't. Khalil Mack with one. The Bears lost their aura, their bite on defense. Uh, I thought the game plan. I mean, here Dalton's not taking any heat. I would ask everybody this: if Mitch has that game. Yeah. He yeah. gets ripped to shreds Monday morning by everybody except me and a few other people, stragglers that just walk down the street, period. And so I did not like the scheme. I did not. I don't like what Nagy put together here. He's backed himself into a corner now. I predicted they'd already be screaming for, for Justin Fields. I don't think they want to do that right away. But he's, you're going to have to play him some to satisfy the masses. Yeah, I don't like the scheme either. And oh, uh, I come mean, on, to throw it every pass spot. within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage <laughs> is ridiculous. The only guy that ever made Nagy's offense look good was Mitch. Everybody else that gets into it, whether it's Foles, I mean, it looks horrible. I mean, I mean, seriously, no touchdowns, one interception, and nobody lays a glove hardly on Dalton all week. Everybody just says, oh, well, we want to see more fields. I mean, come on. This is what you brought $10, $10 million for? That? Come on, guys. I think part of it is because we know what Dalton is, and nobody was Absolutely. too excited about Dalton to begin with. He looks like a Civil War general with that he, mustache. He does look like a Civil Shave War general. Shave it, because <laughs> the last time you were in the playoffs, you were in the Civil War. That's a okay? good call. Enough. I, I, I mean, it's amazing. Nagy always shoots himself in the foot. Yeah. Always and, shoots himself. And, and did you have to bring him out in the first set? Let Dalton, what? please, let your new quarterback, you're more satisfied trying to get people to like fields by putting them in, taking away the rhythm, screwing things up. Let Dalton on the first drive throw a touchdown pass or something. Don't bring the kid in right away. What's well, wrong and with if this you're going to do that, why is he just not playing? And you said it. I mean, it's just, it's only going to, we're only going to be banging the drum louder and louder, louder. for Justin Fields' play. You're right. And, I mean, it's, and then how do you have, I mean, Foles. I mean, you got him on the 53-man roster? Are you kidding me? I mean, what is wrong with this team? They, they do everything backwards. They really do. They and do. now they've painted themselves into the corner. I mean, I would have preferred Trubisky in his fifth year and you, just, and you draft Justin Fields. 
Like I've said, if the Packers could draft Jordan Love or whatever his name is, yeah, when you had Aaron Rodgers, why can't you do that when you had Trubisky in the last year of his deal? Packers have done it twice. They drafted yeah. Rodgers when they had Favre. I mean, enough is enough here. Let's. It's the top echelon of the Chicago Bears from Ted Phillips down that makes the same dumb decisions every year. Yes, absolutely right. A division went over in week one. Oh. Over, you called one of the upsets uh, yep. of the weekend as you had the Saints. And, I mean, they, they didn't just beat him. I mean, my God, Aaron Rodgers was sitting with 10 minutes left in the game. Like, they took him apart. The Packers have a much uh, more favorable game in week two as they'll try to bounce back. And I think they will at home against the Lions. Those Lions, be, you know, my, I've always I've been saying this for a while. Like, Dan Campbell's probably just crazy enough to get the Lions to play hard a lot, especially I like, love in the first half of the season. You know, like, they, they hung in that game. Wait San Francisco let him in, but they hung around. I gave up on the game. I had it back. I gave up on it. I start flipping around. I go, oh, God, man, I, why did I have to pick that game? Right? What I and then I go, I'm a genius because they didn't give up. Yeah, they, and I really think the eleven is rich. I do too. I agree for the I'm Monday sorry, night game. Man. I agree. And and by the way, when your quarterback looks more like a guy that should be looking for his tent uh, at Venice Beach instead of being a quarterback, what happened to Rogers? He looks emaciated. I don't know. He's wow, like, he looks like Zetterman. I mean, uh, Danny looks just <laughs> like him. He got the long hair and the. By, and, and all by the way. Out. They say if he would have thrown every pass into the ground, he would have had a better quarterback play than he did because he wouldn't have had a turnover. He wouldn't have two turnovers. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. I mean, I mean and, and, and enough of the nonsense. He's the best quarterback and this, that. Enough. Brady won again. Enough. Well, and, and we know the best quarterback's Mahomes. He's up there, but, yeah, that was a bad performance. The best you know, quarterback's Mahomes. Mahomes is the best Brady's the best quarterback. Know. He's got seven Super Bowl rings, oh, I, I and he says he now. can play until he's 50. I thought you meant right now. Yes, all time I'll give it to Brady. You're right. But right no, now no, the I'm best. I'm talking about right no, now. No, stop it. There's okay, nobody better than Mahomes. And you know. I'm going to ask you a question. Because this is like, I'm going to put the, the the hat on. You know, the, the squared hat I never got to uh, wear because uh, uh, I didn't graduate. Um, <laughs> teach a little class here. If Brady goes to the Chiefs, they're going to the Super Bowl. And if Mahomes goes to Tampa Bay, they're probably going to the Super Bowl. That's what we got here, folks. We'll flip a coin. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Don't ever take Brady's age as a detriment, as my friend here, my pal, is doing. There's... A few of us. He looks like he's getting that younger. Don't lose our fastball. Right, yeah. He looks like he's getting younger. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you said the other day I'm playing Tom Fifth. I don't get it. I said, you know, I can understand that. He's in great shape. He's got the skin of, it, of a 17-year-old, Mike. I Listen, mean, I, I can't imagine When he what's broke going on. in, his body was worse than mine is yeah, now, and that's is. not good. Absolutely. Come on. It's unbelievable. Right, we gotta... By the way, I want to apologize to Carm. Why? I didn't know this. I don't keep up on you. I always say, hey, Carmi, you know, hopefully uh, everything goes good. I, was, I didn't know you broke your foot. I did. I did over the summer. Yeah, I you broke a bone in my it. foot. Well, I was, now, listen, it wasn't bad enough that it required surgery. I just had to have a boot on for a few weeks and about uh-huh. six weeks. And uh, It's all bad. Yeah, I was, uh, well, yeah, you know. I, I was very, very uh, compassionate. I said, rub some dirt on it. Anyway. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, this is why you don't play basketball at a barbecue on the 4th of July. Oh, no, yeah, no. Exactly right. Oh, the worst injuries of all time that's come right. on Labor Day. Exactly. Memorial Day. 4th of July. Uncle Joe, he'll miss six weeks of work. He was playing 16-inch softball. He got run over by a guy at all played. Get very careless. Yeah, and, you know, unbelievable. We got a ton of games to talk about, college, pro. Uh, we're going to get our guy. 
guy Luke Pergandy in here. Oh, let's get something going. Yeah, we're going to find out what's hot on PropSwap and the uh, PropSwap app when we come back next inside the Odds Couple on the ESPN Chicago app. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap here on the ESPN Chicago app. We're getting ready for another exciting weekend of football, college, and pro. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with you each and every week here on the app and on ESPN 1000. Don't miss the Encore replay every Saturday morning to get you set for all the great college and NFL action uh, on ESPN 1000. So let's bring in one of our good buddies. He is one of the founding members of PropSwap and the PropSwap app, which we love so much. We talk about it all the time. He's a Chicago guy. Luke Pergandy. Oh, getting sunburned in Phoenix. In Phoenix, yeah. They legalized wagering in Arizona now, oh. right, Luke? Yes, it has now been live for uh, seven days, and uh, you cannot drive 100 yards without seeing a sports betting sign. Oh, I love it. Of course not. Uh, NFL's back. Week one uh, into week two is always a great uh, overreaction week, but you know, with Prop Swap, we're playing the long game here, you know, you're, you're buying and selling futures tickets. It's not stuff that has to have uh, an outcome this weekend. Um, so we can start looking at, all right, is there some value like on a team that you talked about going into the season that looked kind of dysfunctional in the preseason, but then put a whooping on the Atlanta Falcons in week one. Um, the Falcons, maybe that's more on them, but the Eagles, they showed up on the road, and you kept saying, hey, look at some futures bets on the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. And if they get off to a decent start and they have a home game against the Niners team that is good but beatable, you know, those Eagles' prices are going to start tumbling down, Luke. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, just at one week, they're already moving. They they could have been found at 100-1. to one. Uh, Westgate in Las Vegas has the Eagles at 40-1. Wow, to one. It's been one week. Wow. Yeah, you know what? I, and I got to say this as far as baseball is concerned. I want to talk about the Giants. It's starting to tighten up. Uh, we talked about this earlier. The Dodgers overwhelming favorites. People with giant tickets, are they starting to put them up on prop swap as far as, uh, as you can see, Luke? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. With that, that's been one of our hottest teams the whole season, whether it's them to win the NL West, uh, them to win the World Series. Uh, it is that is a prop swap special if I've ever seen one. They go from two hundred to one to win yep. the World Series to open the season, and here they are at you know eight to one. Uh, they just will not stop winning baseball games. Boy, you got to be a seller on that one, though, don't you? With the uncertainty of baseball and everything. I mean, you've made a fortune if you had the foresight to made grab one of those. You've made a fortune, right, and, Luke? You got to sell it. Yeah. yeah. And just go yeah. to the window like Luke says again. You right. know, cash it in and then and then bet them again if you want. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. this happens every season. It's a new team every season. The Giants are absolutely the example of this MLB season. Sell it now. Here we are entering the final week of September. And take some of that proceeds and go make another bet. So you're, you're, you've profited. You've been riding this thing. You made a good decision at 201. Great number. But let's monetize it now. So the Eagles, uh, you talked about that Eagles price. I mean, they're already down to maybe 40 to 1 at a place like the Westgate, the Superbook in Vegas. What about individual NFL stuff through just uh, one week? Like Kyler Murray, who looked unbelievable. Russell you know? Wilson. Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the Steelers offense wasn't great, but you kept talking about Big Ben. You said, hey, grab a Big Ben ticket at 100 to 1. If they get off to this st- a similar start like they did last year, 
that price is going to tumble regardless of how well Ben plays. If they're 8-1 and one through nine weeks, guess what? Totally. Big, Ben's, uh, Big Ben's MVP odds are going to come tumbling down. Yeah, this this is a quarterback's award. This, you know, perhaps a Derrick Henry-type guy can be in the mix. He looked terrible last week and yes, blown out by Kyler Murray's Cardinals. Um, this is a quarterback's award. So Big Ben still can be found at 100-1 to 1 odds to win MVP, you got Baltimore who can't find a running. I can't believe Baltimore lost that football game Unbelievable. to Las Vegas Raiders. Um, you got them zero and one. You got the Browns zero and one, and you know that that division is just wide open to me. So yeah. you know if if Ben can can win that division, yeah. um, how do you not put him in the MVP conversation again? I'm not necessarily saying this hundred to one ticket is going to cash. But what I am saying is that number's just wrong. Yeah. And, yeah. and it doesn't have to cash for you to make money. Actually. Should I cash in my right. Dalton ticket now? Or ah, because, uh, stop it. I, yeah, how, I'm, I'm sure you guys have been talking about oh, this yeah. the whole week. Oh, I, yeah. I was at that game in L.A. Yeah. on Sunday Night Football. Wow. This this is this is a bad team. It's bad. This is a This could be a 5-12 and 12 football team this, this year. This could be a 2-15 and 15 football oh, team. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know if they're Yeah, this is, this is a bad team. Although I do think they'll bounce back against the Bengals. We'll see. How about well, the way, if they don't, then what do you got then to say? Then it's trouble because then it's then they're staring down 0-3 because I don't think they're going to go to the to the Browns and win next to week. Cleveland, Cleveland, yeah. So. Dawn will throw yeah. bad interception in the third game. He'll yank them, put yeah. fields in. Everything will be He'll better. They'll be staring down the barrel at 0-3 if they yeah. lose this weekend. Yep. Luke, by the way, how was uh, – you know, we joked last week because you told us you were probably going to go. I saw on Instagram that you were there. We were texting each other as well. Uh, what we said, well, I can't yes. wait to see what five billion looks like. I mean, that stadium yeah. just looks amazing, right? Yeah, absolutely amazing. They, they did an excellent job. Um, you know, Super Bowl obviously this year going to be completely rocking. Oh. Uh, they still haven't finished out every one of these new stadiums. Seems to be doing the the Robert Kraft model, which is build uh, retail yep. in a nearby mall, so you can kind of have a game day experience, either pre game or post game. Go drink, go shop, go eat. Do it before and after. That was not ready yet, so I haven't seen that. But the actual stadium, I mean, they did a great job. There's trees inside the stadium. Oh I God. mean, really, really cool. Very wide, huge concourses. Um, what they have not figured out in typical Los Angeles fashion is the traffic. Of course not. We paid, oh, come on, right paid, off the strip. We paid eighty dollars to park. When she told me, I'm like, eighty? What is this? Like VIP? <laughs> like no, it's eighty dollars. General parking for eighty dollars. I'm like, okay. And then, wow. so we left probably, you know, Bears are getting routed. So we left, like, with six minutes on the clock to try to beat everyone. It took us an hour and ten minutes to exit the parking lot. Jeez. And then took another 50 minutes just to get to the 405, which is the main expressway oh, that you it. have to take oh, to get up and down Los Angeles. So yeah. uh, I don't know how you solve that quickly. That seems to be, a, that's going to be a problem. And remember, this, this stadium has two teams. Yes. Uh, there's going to be a game there every, every week. You week. have a Rams Chargers yeah. game every single Sunday, yep. Thursday or Monday. Um, so they better solve that. I, I don't know how you solve that overnight. I don't know. Hey, Luke. by the way, is Al Davis's kid, is he is he adopted or is that his real kid? <laughs> Al da- uh, Mark Davis? I've never, yeah, yeah, I've never seen a kid that looks nothing. 
like his parents. Yeah. Ever. Seriously. The haircut's got to go. The haircut's something. I mean, yeah. you make all that money. That's that's your presentation. Al's got to be looking down like, what are you doing? What are you kid? doing? I mean, He's the sharpest yeah. guy. You, my wife, even BB said, boy, Al Davis was always slim. And, you oh, know, the, yeah. Absolutely. I go, I go, but this kid doesn't look anything like him. I, I thought him. maybe you adopted. I love it. Hey, yeah. Luke. Seriously. Great He's stuff. odd duck over in Vegas. Great stuff, buddy. <laughs> Have an awesome weekend. We'll talk to you next Friday. Thanks, guys. All right, buddy. Enjoy the game. Yeah, they the, always have trouble on that expressway in L.A. Oh, they, they do, traffic in L.A. is, like, that's no joke. Well, I mean, how about the strip like I brought up uh, with, the Ra- uh, with the Raiders, too? Right off the strip, that stadium, right? Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it's just, it's... Um, but it's, it's got to be better than L.A. Well, getting to, listen, drive, you'd be crazy to ever drive on the strip during any peak. Uh, really, if you're not in the middle of the night, even the middle of the night, the only time you can drive on the strip is like 8 a.m. I mean, I heard uh, you can't get an Uber. You can't get a cab because you, of, uh, you know, anywhere, people aren't working. Yeah, it's brutal. It's tough I, I will never go to Vegas until they, the mandate's over with. I mean, you know. Yeah, I've heard it's very different, like in the casinos yeah. and everything. The I mean, I mean, I did that. get away with winning a few times, but, uh, you know, mm. losing a dime or two wearing a mask, that's not my idea. I have yeah, a good no, time. I know. Hey, so. real quick, before we move on, college football tonight, Illinois is back in action against Go. Maryland. Brandon Peters returns for the Illini. Yep. Uh, boy, they're bad. They're so much for Bielema fixing. Uh, it, it's not going to be a quick fix. Let's put it that way, Mike. Even though they had the nice upset win of Nebraska in week one. Uh, this is a Maryland team that's knocking on the door of the top 25. Now, they've been brutal on the road. They're 2-7 and seven straight up on the road under Mike Loxley. But he's a former Illinois assistant. He's back in Champaign tonight. And Illinois is a 7-point yeah. underdog. That's a stay away from me. Stay I away mean, from that's me what it looked like to me when I did the charting of it and everything else. Uh, Bielema, I don't trust him. Uh, you know, because not he was great at Wisconsin. There's no doubt he did a great job. I know he left under tough circumstances. Where, you know, just abandoned ship, sort of went over there. It didn't get it done. He's I got a lot of work him. to do. He's got know? a lot of work yeah. to do, and we'll see what happens. It was nice they had that first win, but uh, just to stay away. Yeah. All right, when we come back, we're going to go over uh, some more NFL games for you. We still got our best plays a little bit later on. Plus, Jim Miller's got ponies. So stick around, everybody. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFelco. We're coming right back inside the Odds Couple on the ESPN Chicago. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. On ESPN 1000, we're streaming on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. Alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFelco. We do it each and every weekend for you. You'll get the Encore replay Saturday morning, 8 to 9 on ESPN 1000. Uh, podcast uh, is up and running here as we are breaking down week two in the NFL, some college stuff as well. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Mike is at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFelco. Mike's always giving out picks. Yeah, I took a couple days off, but then uh, I came back and uh, we're ready to roll now because, uh, you know, once in a while you just got to take a step back. No baseball. Yeah, no. Until until the playoffs. Playoffs. I'm with you. Yeah, I, I because a, yeah, some teams don't even try anymore. Some teams are are, are upsetting teams. You, you, I, I see games where I mean, look what happened in the Cub game yesterday. Oh you my know? God, seven nothing, and they blow right. it. That's it. Turns out to be a blowout. Unbelievable. Exactly, fifteen eight or something. Come on, yeah. we got some good division games here. We've got you know week two is always like the pressure is on for the the playoff hopefuls that maybe lose in week one because 
historically the numbers are not good, Mike, when you start 0-2. Now, it's a little different because we have added playoff teams. We have a uh, 18th week, a 17th game. But, you know, historically, if you start 0-2, you only got about a 1-8 shot of making the playoffs. It's about 12%. So some big games for, uh, let's say, a team like the Patriots that uh, are hopeful to bounce back and get back to the postseason. They've never failed to make the postseason in back-to-back seasons under Bill Belichick. And the last time they started a season 0-2 under Bill Belichick was 2001. Now, coincidentally enough, or maybe ironically enough, they did go on to win the Super Bowl that year. That was Brady's first year when he came in and he played for the injured Drew Bledsoe. But they go on the road as now about a six-point favorite in the division against the Jets. And the thing that jumps out more than anything else is how great Belichick has been against rookie quarterbacks. He's got a rookie of his own, but Bill Belichick is 21-6 and six straight up against rookies while he's been the Patriots head coach. Tom Brady was 21-6, and six, or Drew Bledsoe. Um, I don't know about this game here. I got a pick on it. Mm. And I'm going to tell you something right now. Uh, all the hotshot quarterbacks in their first year, didn't they lose last week for the most part? Uh, how much pressure, like I said, is on Mac Jones? We'll find out, but now you got the two rookies going at it, okay? Yes. And, um, I mean, what would the spread be with Brady? Ten? Minus nine? In this game? Up? Yeah. Or yeah. would it be it, what it, it is it, now? Uh, that's a good question, and I have Because a feeling... I don't know if Mac Jones is, is worth, I'm just saying, I don't know if he's worth giving that, but then yeah. the system comes up with uh, the Our pick play. that I got to yeah. make. Yeah. I have a preconceived notion about the game, but then I see it in a different way. So we'll see what happens here. But I I think that's a lot of, uh, for a rookie in the second game. His first road start. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, when you read Belichick's stats, you have to put Belichick and Brady in almost in every major stat that runs away with it. And Brady's not there no more. Yeah. The best of this line has long disappeared, too, for people that maybe do want to back the Patriots. And Mike's got to pick on it a little bit later. But this was a three and a half, four point line that disappeared by Monday night. Is it because everybody's looking at a trend that means nothing now? Yeah. They're looking at the Belichick trend. Yeah. Yeah, The Belichick Brady trend. Yeah. That's that's right. Now, what did they lose? I don't know what the Jets did did last year. They they did. The Patriots did get beat um, on the road by by Tua. Yep. Mm -hmm. Cam Newton and Tua. They did lose. And Tua was a rookie, obviously. Um, They did lose that game. I think that was the only. I'd have to go back and double check, but I want to say that was the only. But I'm talking about the Jets last year when they played New England. Oh, when the Jets when played they New were England. a mess. They were a you disaster, know? my God. Absolutely, but so so so. But you had Cam Newton, so I don't know what they did. Maybe we could you know look it up. I or could something look, like yeah. That. But but I just think now when you bring up Belichick's trends, you better have Brady attached to it. Yeah. Uh, the Rams looked, uh, look, I mean, maybe it's hard to tell. You know, we talked about the Bears, their issues. Like Mike said, they, they've lost their bite defensively yeah. for a lot of reasons. One tackle um, for Khalil Mack. Yeah, it was like an assisted tackle, too. His best game was his first game ever with the Bears. Yeah, it was one of them. That yeah. first year was pretty spectacular, but yeah. since then he hasn't produced the way we thought. You're right, mm-hmm. Mike. And so, you know, I, I don't think the Rams are – look, Cape, I don't know that they're uh, – and this is always the case because we don't have many data points yet. It's week one. But, like, you know, to expect the Rams to go out and just do that every week, look, they, they took advantage of a, a Bears secondary that had some mental breakdowns and just didn't play well and they didn't have a pass rush. The Rams go on the road to the Colts now – I wonder if uh, the Colts can find a way to bounce back because they got drilled pretty good at home by the Seahawks. But I like the coach here. I like Frank Reich, and and I think they've got the ability to adjust and maybe find a way to be more competitive 
Um, but, man, the Seahawks really put it on the Colts. And I'm wondering, are the Rams going to do the same thing, or does Reich make some adjustments and do they bounce back? Well, if you make some adjustments, but, you know, Matthew Stafford looked pretty damn good. Um, you know, Aaron Donald, uh, you know, these guys like that. I mean, you look at, at um, Indy, and once again, I'm sort of like uh, maybe making a pick on this one also. Um I think what we're going to see is maybe a leveling out of some teams. Yeah, I you're, think you're right, right. Carm. Yeah. I mean, the Bears were just atrocious yeah. uh, as far as their secondary goals. I mean, I'm watching uh, uh, the kid that we had last year, the kid that followed Peter Fuller. Uh, he's knocking down passes for Denver, mm-hmm. making big plays. I'm going, what what happened there? Uh, so, uh, you know, you got to take that with a grain of salt. That's why I'm nervous about the Bear game. Not because of Dalton. I'm nervous because of the defense. Yeah. That's what I you ever are think you would say that <laughs> right? I mean Montgomery, and here's what I'd like him to do: Montgomery, play him as much as you can. Don't bring in anybody else early. I mean, why do you have the other guy in? Montgomery was ripping off runs, and then you yeah. wouldn't see him for ten carries. So we'll see what happens here. But Indianapolis is capable of winning, but it wouldn't surprise me if they lose. Yeah, Russell, would it surprise you if they lose? No, I mean they. I mean Wentz. Uh, you know, we still there's still skeptics out there. Their offensive line's a little bit banged up. They, you know, they, yeah, and they, they just, took a beating from one of the best quarterbacks, early MVP choice, Russell Wilson. They, you they, know. They, I mean, they the Seahawks had so many big explosive plays, and the right. Rams have that capability. So, you know, I, I wonder about Ugh. their ability to bounce back. Is and this a game that goal. you say take, or is this a game you lay off? I'm laying off this one. Yep. I got to be honest because I don't know if I'm totally all in on the Rams in the offense. If it had something to do with the Bears just having a very subpar effort Sunday night, but. Yeah, and this is. Do another... you really think the Bears had a subpar effort, or do you think that's the Bears? Would it be I, a little bit of both? When you say subpar, you're you're basically saying uh, that the yeah. Bears should have been right there with the Rams, yeah. and I don't. I never I, saw that. I once. see what you're saying. Yeah, you know, maybe it's just who they are. You're right; they're just not very good. No. Yeah. It's... I mean, look, look. Where's their playmakers on defense? We don't have any. Eddie Jackson's a disaster. I know. A disaster. disaster. He worries more about changing his number than trying to, uh, you know, trying to redeem yourself from a horrendous uh, year last year. And and now the guy doesn't even know the rules. He thinks it's college. When a guy's <laughs> right. down, you just run by him. You got to touch the guy. So, I mean, uh, I, their defense with this coordinator, who I'm not big on, I said he's been there since 2013. Nobody wanted him. And now he ends up getting because promoted from within. And then you bring in Patton. So I'm more concerned about the defense of the Bears. I think the Bears can put up points. Is this going to be a shootout? We'll find out. Uh, Mike and I told you last week, always look uh, towards it. At least, you know, let it factor into the calculus when Mike Tomlin's on, on the road getting ah. points with time to prepare. The game plan was brilliant. It's why that he's a good coach. It's why that organization is good. Uh, offensively, they didn't do much, but the defensive game plan was fantastic, and they, they really did a good job putting the clamps on Josh Allen and the Bills. Now they return home. They're laying about a touchdown against the Raiders. This is a brutal scheduling spot for the Raiders after playing into overtime on Monday night, having to travel all the way east to the eastern time zone to play early uh, after playing the Monday night game. Tough scheduling spot. I was impressed with the Raiders Monday night, though, Mike. I was, too. Derek Carr comes out. He gets it done. Uh, They beat a pretty good team. I'm going to go with uh, the fact that I'd stay away from this game, like the plague. 
okay? I'd stay away from this game because, you know what, it's one of those weird spreads where they could lose by four and they cover. If you like Pittsburgh, right. you're giving them five, five and a half, six points. So that's a stay away from Tough me. read on that game. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. yeah. And, and the numbers are The early really... games are tougher than the late games. Uh, yeah, there's some I mean, tough games this week. I know. And in the, in the trend, believe it or not, is not nearly as favorable in this spot for Mike Tomlin as it was last week where he was an underdog because he just knows how to get that team prepared when they're a dog. The big I'll college... tell you an interesting game is, is New Orleans and Carolina. Very interesting game. That's an interesting game. It is. I'd sort of lean New Orleans. Did, oh, I was going to say, I don't you, think what I saw they come back week, down to earth a little bit? Well, everybody's saying it was Rodgers, but everybody's ignoring what Winston did. I mean, he played I, great. You know, he played great. He, so. threw, two, he threw 20 passes if, and, and what was it? it was five touchdowns, right? And he's five, got I mean, somebody, I mean. I, I know that because he's on my bench. Unbelievable. Oh, God, poor Merck. Oh, Merck. <laughs> Merck, wait a minute. By, it's, by the way, it's Merck's birthday. It's Merck's birthday. Hey, hey, happy birthday, pal. Mikey, thanks, buddy. I appreciate yeah. it. 51. Yeah. Happy 51, Merck. Look at him. <laughs> 51, I was going, where are we going now? Exactly. Where now, going I, now I just go from the bedroom to the front room. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's the journey. That's the trek now. The journey. Somebody said they climbed Mount Everest. I said right. I stepped over my Audubon the other day. <laughs> Enough. Uh, the college game of the weekend is Bama, Florida. Uh, I, mean, oh. I mean, Bama's just unbelievable. Florida's ranked 11th, and they're still at home, and they're still a two-touchdown dog. 14.5, totals 59.5. Bama's won seven straight in the series. 52-46 was the final in the classic game in December in which these two teams played in the SEC championship game. Uh, Bama was a 16.5-point favorite in that game, so Florida covered. You know, that, that score looks a little bit closer than maybe the game actually was. For most of the second half, Bama had a two-touchdown lead. It's just Kyle Pitts and Kyle Trask wouldn't let uh, the Gators go quietly, so they kept battling back. But, I mean, Bama's just something when they go on the road against a, a team in the top 15 and they're laying two touchdowns. Right? Yeah, 15, 15 and a half. I, I'd probably, you know, if I was going to bet the game, take Florida. Because I think that if I really want to be alone with my thoughts, I'll be the only guy to do that. Um, <laughs> because everybody's going to jump on, on Bama. On Bama. I, I mean, it's just too yeah. easy. I mean, that, I know. that's the bottom line. And, uh, you know, guys like me have to go the other way sometimes. Sometimes you have to go contrarian yep. just based on what you see, like you just said, Car, what they do to people. And, and they want to prove a point. Uh, but maybe this game's a 14-pointer. Who knows? Maybe Florida surprises everybody because i got to believe some 80, 85, 90% of the money and picks would be on Bama. Bama the favorite. You're yeah. right. All right, when we come back, we're going to get our guy Jim Miller in here. Jimmy! He's going to give us some ponies. We'll give you our best plays, so don't go anywhere, folks. We are cruising along. We're talking NFL, college, lots of great gambling stuff here inside the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. You're listening to The Odds Couple, Friday nights at 6. With a replay Saturday morning at 8. On ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. on the odds couple on this Friday. you got Carmen DeFelco and Mike North. We are presented by Pop Swap here on the ESPN Chicago app. Don't miss the replay. If you ever miss anything, you can check out the Encore replay on Saturday mornings from 8 to 9. And, of course, always just catch up on the wonderful ESPN Chicago app. Download that podcast. All the great original podcasts and all the shows can be found on the app. So make sure it is on your smartphone today. 
Let's get out to the Corona Hotline and welcome one of our favorite guests who gives us winner after winner when we pick ponies each and every weekend. He is the expert handicapper at Hawthorne Racecourse, Chicago's hometown track, celebrating its 130th season this year. The one and only Jim Miller. Jimmy! How's our guy? What up, Jimmy? Gentlemen, we had a winning week last week again, so that's a beautiful thing. We're one week away from our Night of Champions at Hawthorne, which is taking place next Saturday. So lots of great racing, and then we're getting ready for the start of the Thoroughbred Meet. How was the first weekend uh, with football being back in the book, too, and all the action at the track? Was it a fun weekend? Busy. Yeah, it was a fun weekend, and it was really busy, which is good to see. And because we have three locations, you have Hawthorne, Crestwood, and Prospect Heights, you can kind of spread out a little bit but really nice locations, people wagering on the games, then sticking around and betting the horses. So it's nice to see that crossover, too. You know, the Night of Champions, tell me about it. Night of Champions, it's almost $1 million in purses. This is for the top Illinois bred horses in the state. So next Saturday, all these horses have been compiling points and races to qualify for Night of Champions. Like NASCAR. And then they race for the big money, mm-hmm. and that's coming up next uh, Saturday. There's going to be 12 races. It's going to be a really good card, Mike. So it, it's something that, that I'm really excited about. Is there one, like, huge marquee race, too, in that, uh, in, that, in that group of 12, Jimmy? You know what? What's interesting on the harness end of things, Carm, is the younger horses are actually the ones that get to race for the most money. So it's the two- and three-year-old horses that are out there for those $100,000-plus purses. So those are those horses that have been kind of grinding things out as they start their career, trying to make that money to get into these races. But, yeah, Mike, it's a point system. You have to qualify. You can't just say, I'm going to show up on the big day, and that's it, and I want to race. You have to earn your spot in, and that's what's really cool about how everything culminates with Night of Champions. Yeah, so these are all good horses that have been racing oh, yeah. and been accruing the points. Uh, Breeders' Cup not too far out in the distance too, right, Jimmy? Yeah, and you're starting to see these final preps, Carm, for the Breeders' Cup, and, and we're going to focus on some of the races this weekend that are leading into those Breeders' Cup races because that comes up at the end of October, beginning of November every year. It's always kind of just that cool encapsulation of that World Series of horse racing into all the different divisions, but that's always a big day, too. All right, so what do we like for this weekend? Like you always say, let's build the bankroll Saturday to uh, have some yep. money to play with on Sunday during football. That's right, boys. All right, we're going to bet all these horses across the board again. We're going out of town because there are big races, so we're going to start at Woodbine, race number nine, awesomely named horse, the seven horse, a Belichick. Mm. Bet this horse across the board, four for four in the money this year. Then Woodbine, race 10, bet the four, ride a comet across the board. That one's on the turf. And then we're going to go to Belmont Park and race 10, a million-dollar race here. Bet the eight horse, Bolshoi Ballet across the board. That's a horse that should run great over that Belmont surface. Well, all the Patriots fans better bet uh, that first horse that Jimmy mentioned for sure. Woodbine. And all you big ballet fans better bet the third horse. <laughs> exactly. uh, we're going to Woodbine. Uh, these are all races for Saturday, folks. Two at Woodbine, one at Belmont. So the ninth race at Woodbine, we're going to go number seven across the board. And then the tenth race, the four horse across the board. Belmont Park on Saturday, the tenth race, the eight horse across the board. Does that sound right? That's right. Building the bankroll, boys. All right, buddy. Great stuff as always, Jimmy. We will talk to you next Friday. Have a good weekend. All right. Take care. All right. Jimmy! Our guy, Jim Miller. We absolutely love him. Uh, A couple other games to talk about. We're going to give you our best plays in just a second here. Boy, Notre Dame has struggled in its first two here, Mikey. They've uh, failed to cover the spread in each of its first two. Uh, Six and eight against the number, going back to the start of last season. Just a touchdown favorite against Purdue. No real read for me on this game, although I don't think I'd be willing to lay points right now with the Irish until they show And I wouldn't be willing to take points against them. They might explode, but this is a no read for me, too. I think that uh, how I charted it, it was was even Steven on my categories uh, for both sides. So I stay away from this game. I, I want the Irish to win. 
Uh, Purdue, I think, is more one-dimensional. Maybe this is the game that gets them going, but they have not looked good. Pretty interesting game um, in the Big Ten. Well, it's a Big Ten team against the non-conference opponent, but a, a good one in Happy Valley. Penn State is at home hosting Auburn. I just uh, I don't have a, a play on this game. I just want to say that uh, one of the sharpest line moves of the week, a lot of professional money has come in on Auburn getting the points against Penn State, laying about five. Um, couple trends for everybody. Nittany Lions, pretty impressive 6-0 and against the number in their last six after that dreadful start to the COVID year last year where they lost that Indiana game and then they just had a, you know, a dreadful four or five weeks. Since then, they've been really good. 6-0 and against the number in their last six. James Franklin is 8-1 and against the spread in his last nine September games. And the Tigers are 0-4 in their last four as a dog. But for some reason, there's been a ton of professional money um, on Auburn. So take that... Uh, and do what you will. I don't know if people want to play that game or not. Well, it means to make nothing sure to me about out. who puts money on what, but I will tell you this. is Bo Nix, I mean, really, he's been a disappointment since he's been um, in Auburn. So far, but I think he's played a little bit better so far this year. But you're right. I mean, I don't think it was the start to his well, career he's been a two-year starter, thought. right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, you know what? I, uh, I, this is one of my picks. Oh, good. Uh, I let's like start Auburn. Th- let's start I, there, then. Auburn plus the six. Uh, don't ask me why. I don't know. You're with the pros, Gene, though, man. I'm well, is Gene Chizik still with no, them? he's definitely um, not. Uh, Melzahn, Melzahn, is he still no. there? Melzahn's coaching tonight in Louisville. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to me, uh, Penn State, here's here's my what, what convinced me to take this game besides the overwhelming uh, uh, deal that I have with my system telling me to take it. This James Franklin to USC has got to be somewhat of a distraction. That's that's interesting. It's got to be a a distraction. Just like I told Carmen five weeks ago, COVID would be a distraction to the Buffalo Bills. Okay? I think that's somewhat of a distraction. He's had to deny things. He's tried to state this and that. But they're kids. They wonder. They committed. I'm going to... I'm going to take Auburn plus the, plus the points. Well, that's where the, the sharp money has been and on that side, And it's not an 11 everybody. o'clock game. No. So there you go. Mike's got, got one of his plays is Auburn. I'll give you one of mine real quick. Um, yeah, the Bills, interesting, and they did not look good. But uh, I think the Bills are going to bounce back. Now, I normally love interdivision home dogs, and Miami is exactly that this week. But I like the Bills laying the points this weekend, um, despite the fact that Miami's been incredible since Brian Flores took over covering the number. The... Josh Allen and the Bills have dominated this rivalry, really. They've won five in a row in the series, and they've scored about 40 points per game doing it. Um, The one thing that the Bills do better than anybody else is play with three wides, spread teams out, play 11 personnel. And when the Pats did that against the Dolphins last week, Mac Jones was eviscerating them. Josh Daniels should have played more 11 personnel, quite frankly. Um, and the game could have turned out differently, but nobody does it better than Buffalo. They have dominated this rivalry, and I think they know they have to bounce back. They can't drop to 0-2 in the conference, so I actually do like the Bills to bounce back and cover this week. That's Okay, and I got two more, of course. Carmen didn't give it away because we wanted to set it up for everybody, but I have uh, the Jets. Uh, getting six, five and a half, what have you, against New England. Uh, I picked that today on the bonus uh, round. And I have Indianapolis as my pick here on the odds couple. I like it. 
uh, against the Rams. Uh, I think that you're right, Karim. Frank Reich does a good job. Uh, Indianapolis looked dreadful. Uh, overrated, like you said, the second week. Uh, you know, don't go off week one because Tampa Bay last year, folks, lost by 11 in the first game. And you see they, they were tossing the trophy around from boat to boat, okay, yeah, that's right. at the end of the year. So don't let the first week get you. So I got Indianapolis uh, uh, plus the three, the Jets. I mean, uh, the Jets plus uh, the six, six and uh, Auburn. Plus the five. I love it. I'll give you one more, too. I think uh, the Eagles get out to a 2-0 and start, and they're a home dog against the Niners. The Niners did not go back to California, which was smart. They did stay in the Eastern time zone. Mm-hmm. That should help them. But, hey, big shock. Uh, injuries, part of the story here for the Niners. Raheem Mostert, I think two plays in, left the game. That poor kid can't stay healthy. That's not as big of a deal because they can just run uh, running backs in and out, and Shanahan seems to get the most out of them. But they also lost Jason Verrett, one of their starting corners, to a torn ACL. They're just 9-18-1 as a favorite under Kyle Shanahan, and the Eagles are 7-3 against the number in their last 10 games as an underdog. I'll take the Eagles getting the three points at home against the Hey, why not? I mean, the young guy, the young coach. Real quick here, you know, there's always a pick you regret. I saw the Jacksonville game last week start to evolve into – wish I would have taken Houston on the show by Sunday. Take a look. Keep an eye on Minnesota. I have a strong lean right Ooh. now, but not enough information. Minnesota getting pillaged right now by everybody. Uh, they're getting points against I guess, think it's three and a half or four yep. against Arizona. In Arizona, I get about three and a half. You're absolutely right. Alright, so there you go, everybody. Wow. Uh, hopefully we uh, handed out some winners again like we have in the we first always couple of weeks. Do. We always do. And we're going to be here all season long doing it for you each and every Friday. So thanks to Randy Merck and the birthday boy. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Merck, man. Thanks to Tyler Rocky for helping out, as always. And a great job from Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller. Everybody enjoy the weekend. Mike, you have a great one. Happy wagering. And we'll do it again next Friday, buddy. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000.